Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 32. Today, Penny and I are going to sort of continue with uh, last month's podcast, um, but we're going to be talking about um, breaking down some brick walls and furthering your research through what's called cluster research, or what Elizabeth Schoen Mills refers to as the fan club, your ancestors' fan club, those friends, associates, and neighbors that aren't particularly related, or we may not think that they're related, but may lead us to find those answers that we're looking for. Uh, but first, Penny. Penny likes port. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Penny like does port. like port. Like port. So today we're going to feature a port. I'd rather have port than dessert. So um, yeah, so I've got a delicious port from the Alope Cellars Winery that's in Avia Beach, California. Mm-hmm. And um, we learned from them that Alope means heavenly um, and it's a Native American word, mm-hmm. and it, they have beautiful labels, beautiful. They almost remind me of the Starry Night um, There we painting. go with our labels, our labels again. Yeah, where we are with the labels. So this port is um, 67% Zinfandel port and 33% Toriga, um, which is a Portuguese grape port, mm-hmm. and it is delicious. And their, their description of it, um, which I will put on the website, is jammy aromas of blueberry and raspberry, um, with nuances of pepper and mint. And it's very good. I'm pretty sure. It's not a big bottle. I drank half of it last night. <laughs> it was really good. Okay. But you oh, have yet to share it with I, me? I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> not sharing? Really? So, so oh. sad. Too bad. Huh. Yeah. All right. That's fine. All right, but let's get into the to this fan club cluster, cluster research. Cluster research. Well, last last month we talked about, um, you know, your ancestor who left no records. So you look at their siblings, you look at the other people in the family, mm-hmm. and try and find information about them that will lead you back to possible, um, possibly identifying parents and, and something. Something. Yeah. So um, anything to help. And um, today we're going to be looking a little bit farther outside of the family. And even when you work, look outside the family, sometimes you end up finding out that those people are really in the family. Which <laughs> could be true. <laughs> well, and I'll give an example in a few minutes. Okay. So, okay? All right. All right. All right. So um, the first thing to look for, obviously, is if you have um, some land information, a deed or something like that about where your family lived, mm-hmm. then you definitely want to check out those neighbors. Look for the plats. Look for those maps that may actually have the people's names mm-hmm. listed on there right. to see if you... First of all, to see if you recognize any of those names. But record all of that information. When you're doing... When you're when you're to this part of your research, you need to just start writing down names. Write down... The, just cite your source. Mm-hmm. What are the, what's the source you're looking at? And... Write down all these names that are relate that, that are in the same vicinity as your um, ancestor because they may not mean anything to you right now. There's no context yet. 
But as you continue your research, all of a sudden, you might recognize one of those names later on. Right. And that did happen to us. It um, did. It's, we both have experiences like yes. that. So. But, so you're going to be looking at the maps. Where else do we look? Well, you can look at probate records uh-huh. to see who's listed there, who are right. the executors. It might not be family members. It could be other people. Right. Those witnesses, mm-hmm. they may be related to the wife. Related yeah. to, you know. Um, so you want to be looking at those witnesses, uh, witnesses on marriage records. Right. People who are doing the inventory on an estate. Yes. You know? So oftentimes. Who, you owe, who is owed money or who yes. owes money. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll all be listed there as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, city directories. City directories can, um, you can find a lot of information at city directories. Mm-hmm. Not only look for, because they're going to be listed alphabetically. Mm-hmm. So you have your surname, and you go up and down that list, and you look for anybody else with that same surname. And then you go back, and most of the time, the directories also are listed by addresses. Mm-hmm. Who else is listed? Who else is living there? Near who them. else is listing li- living in either that particular address? Or um, even when you go down the names and you're looking at the name, like, you know, let's just say you have your ancestor Johnson. Well, look at all those Johnsons. Does any of those other Johnsons have the same address? Yeah, that's a good one to see if that's in there. Or, and then, you know, as, as you're talking about city directories, mm-hmm. where they worked mm-hmm. and who worked with them. You know, these are employers. Right, you had um, one where you're, again, we're going back to your Burks, but um, he worked with, he was a grocery, with the, yes. in the grocery store. Right. And so, you know, who was the owner of the grocery right. store? It could have been, was it his his in-laws? Well, this wasn't, um, no, but it, it was it was relatives, and I could uh-huh. go to that direction exactly. to see if there's right. anything on, on Because oftentimes, the, on those, yeah. right, the family, it was the family business, yes. and it may not be, maybe an uncle that he's working for. Correct. Okay, there you go, not I a, knew. Not yep. a direct right. line, but some, mm-hmm. yeah, somewhere else, or, you know, even like an uncle-in-law, or, mm-hmm. you know, right. something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Apprenticeships. Yes. So... Okay, so the apprenticeship. So I, I did have something that which led to nothing, but I'll just... Are these your Burks again? Still, still oh, the God. Burks. Okay, so this was Calvin, uh, son of John Burke, you know, my infamous John Burke, who we can't find the father for. Anyway, Calvin, his son, um, was apprenticed to a William Shuck mm-hmm. when he was, I think he was like eight. Yes, he was eight. And we both... Looked at that when we or we saw um, Edward Hill's will, and Edward Hill is Ellen's brother. Ellen is Calvin's mom. Right. So the maternal and, uncle, when we saw the maternal uncle's estate yes, records. Yes, we saw his estate records, mm-hmm. and he had two people listed, an Earl and a Pearl Shuck. Right. And we both went, mm-hmm. wait, we've, we've seen that name before. Mm-hmm. What, what is, you know, we, I, had to, I couldn't immediately look back, but I figured out later that it's William Shuck. Um, was the same last name. So as I, I dug into that, I've got Earl and Pearl Shuck. And the Earl and Pearl, I also have on another side in Ohio, but they are, I've determined they are not the same people. Two were girls and two were boys. Just so really not, a pop- popular names in Ohio. Apparently. That was okay. in, in that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, I've, uh, so I've got Edward Hill's probate mentions the grandchildren, Earl and Pearl Shuck. I find a record showing that Edward's daughter Viola, or Viola, Viola, married uh, an Otis Shuck in that area. Okay, so now I've got some. I've got the mm-hmm. Heather family. Otis's parents were Philip and Caroline Shuck. Okay, and uh, further research uh, determined that William Shuck is Philip's brother. So. 
I've got Edward's okay. daughter, Viola's in-laws. In-laws brother mm-hmm. is the one who then became the uh, apprenticed little Calvin of her cousin. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Right. Her cousin okay. is now apprenticed right. um mm-hmm. and working on this farm mm-hmm. as free mm-hmm. labor, I guess. Um, so I thought, well, maybe mm-hmm. there's something in William's um, inventory that mm-hmm. might lead me to um, to something. And I didn't really find anything. I did find his um, obituary, or again, called the, called the library, and mm-hmm. Hancock and Justin was great and found his obituary for me. It was very sad. He had, he had hung himself in 1902. That as, was an older, a, as an older as man. As an older man. Yeah. So it was long past Calvin and mm-hmm. died long mm-hmm. ago. So that, I mean, that helped out mm-hmm. not one iota. But, but um, you can see how it everyone's related. Yes. You know, yes, I mean, I can they're, see the big picture. Right. Their business, right. The mm-hmm. uncle is apprenticing him off to someone he, the family, the, the family, family is related to. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So that was His very daughter's helpful in-laws, to see so. that big picture. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was fun to kind of track that down mm-hmm. and, and get that all figured out. And it didn't help you with John Burke at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank I you. I feel sure. like that's going to be the running thing that I will never find anything <laughs> out about this man. Right. Uh, well, I have, um, I inherited from my mother um, a, a lot of family photos, and some of them have names on the back, but I don't recognize those names. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, well, you know, maybe they're distant, they're distant relative. You know, I just didn't know. So, um, and I've always wondered why my grandfather and my great grandparents came over from Germany. Mm-hmm. They they came over from Germany. My my grandfather was. Um, he wasn't even a year old yet, um, in 1884, and why did they go to Michigan? You know, I think, you know, of all the places, you know, a lot of immigrants came into the country, but why did they go to Michigan? Right. Because as far as I knew, there was no other relatives around. There's a couple other people with that same surname, but as far as I knew, they're not related at all. So when we were out in Salt Lake City for Roots Tech a couple of years ago, we spent some time at the library there mm-hmm. and I went down in the basement in the foreign, um, mm-hmm. the foreign research, doing foreign research. And I found, um, the parish records for my family and I started going back. And that's when I found my grand, my great grandparents, parents, and lo and behold, there's that name. So this name that's on these photographs that did not mm-hmm. mean anything to me, as I continued my research, mm-hmm. I figured out, okay, so there must be a relationship there. Yes. And then I started, then I looked for um, the siblings, and I found out that it looks like um, my great-grandfather's aunt. She married into this family, and they came over first, and they're already, I think they're already established in Michigan. And so that's why they went to the southern, to southern Michigan, was because... There was already family there. Nice. So, but I had no and idea. And you'd never heard of that name. But I, I've never heard of that name. Nothing. Yeah. I remember yeah. when you were doing that research because you had those mm-hmm. wonderful ladies um, helping oh, yeah, you it was that great. were all, arg- they were arguing amongst themselves in over German. what everything yeah. meant. Yeah, in German. <laughs> in German, yes. Yeah. Were, yeah. Because, I mean, I can get through the German documents, okay, but when you start looking at that script and they're using abbreviations, yes. once they start abbreviating, the, the, the parish pre or the parish pastors, they start abbreviating. Or they're abbreviating in Latin, then it becomes very mm-hmm. Latin and German. Then it's very difficult, and they were able to help me. You know, it was it was just wonderful. Figure it's a wonderful out. experience um, researching out there because you have the the language experts yes. right there that you can just call over, and they're right there to help you, and you can just get through a lot. Yes, so. if you've never but, been, you need to go to Salt Lake City. It's true. 
here, so here I had these photographs that did, meant nothing to me. I thought maybe they're family, friends, neighbors, you don't know, mm-hmm. and come to find out that they were, in fact, you know, I was able to make that connection and, and grow that family that yeah. way. So That's a great thing to do because I'm sure there are so many of us that have um, photographs with names on the back mm-hmm. that were like, who is this? Mm-hmm. We have probably more photographs that have no names at all, and we're like, that's, who is yeah. this? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's a lot true. harder. Um, to do, yeah. but yeah, but those names mm-hmm. that don't mean anything to mm-hmm. you, yeah. go try them, mm-hmm. see what's yep. out there, yep. and see what you find. In addition to the city directories, you also need to look for church directories. Um, yes, church communities, um, especially in um, the eighteenth, um, nineteenth century. I mean that those was that was a community and. Most people in the community were related mm-hmm. in some way because the communities were so much smaller. So look for those church memberships and church directories. And mm-hmm. um, those um, parishioners may end up being being relatives or in-laws. Right. Because, again, if, when you have right. these women, um, it's so difficult to figure out who they belong to when, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you don't have the marriage record, there's, that's right. about all you have. And um, even in the churches, the pastor, if they kept good records mm-hmm. or, you know, the ch- just the church records on mm-hmm. baptisms and marriages mm-hmm. and things like that um, yeah. is such a great place. So write down those names that don't mean anything to you, but especially if they keep kind of popping up right? Um, in different documents. If you see that's the same name witnessed on several different documents, mm-hmm. keep, you know, keep track of those because as you progress throughout your research, all of a sudden, you know, Names that had no context will all of a sudden, right. you know, become um, important to your just, family research. Just recently, I had a um, a document that I was sharing with a newfound um, uh, cousin that I connected with again mm-hmm. on the Burke side, and um, I had shared the document with him, and and he wrote back to me immediately. This is so interesting. This name, there was another name in there. He goes, this his name is so familiar to me because it's a name that has been in his family or, you know, neighbors or good friends or um, whatever. And and I thought, okay, Mm -hmm. so this is all making more sense that Mm -hmm. this document is the right document Mm -hmm. um, that we want if he's got a connection to one of these names. Now, I haven't researched that name any further. Mm -hmm. Um, We just kind of stumbled across this recently, but that is a Mm -hmm. clue for me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it kind of solidifies I'm on the right track. Right. Yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing you need to do is um, when you're going through the census, um, especially if you have co- someone who has a common name, an ancestor who has a common name, um, before you make that jump to, oh, well, this must be the wife or this must be the children, make sure that you look for anybody else in that community with that same name and then eliminate the, yes. them. You know, make sure that, okay, this guy with these kids has a different wife. So mm-hmm. I know that, you know, because it, it's just amazing. It just really amazes me how you can even have an ancestor with a unique name. And all of a sudden there's like one or two other people who were born within a year of that, of that ancestor and who died. I had one that, I forgot what the name was. It was kind of a unique name, but two guys born within a year of each other. They died in the same city in the same year. And here I thought, yeah. oh, look, there's two different probates for this guy. And it turns out they are two different guys. Two different guys. You know? Yeah. So you need to, again, yeah. sort those people out and make sure that you are always focusing on the right person and not assuming that, right. oh, he's got the same name, so that must be my ancestor. It's difficult. You know? My, grand, my great-grandfather is like that. Two, two counties right next to each other. 
two kids born the same year, same name, mm-hmm. different set of parents, no mm-hmm. birth record because mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. in the 1830s. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I. Well, and the thing you need to do is make sure that are they related? You know, because again, families right. name, use the same names right. within the family right. so they could both, they could yeah. be, you know, I did cousins determine which or, one it was, right. but, but still, yes, you have to use all that mm-hmm. collateral collateralness out there to yeah, those collateral to lines you do have to change those collateral lines because um yeah and uh, you're going to start making wrong assumptions and you're right. going to go off on in the wrong direction or you're going to merge two people into one i think that happens a lot mm-hmm. people start merging yes. two people into one and all of a sudden you've got kids that are commingled that are really from two different, two families. different families so yeah yeah. Um, it's important to, again, um, weed those people out and make sure that you've separated all the yes. people with the same name within that community. Yes. Or you can say, oh, that person, you know, I know that there's a person by the same name who lived in Chicago, the same name who lived in Cleveland, and the same name who lived in Boston. So mm-hmm. I can rule out anybody with that name in Boston because those are not the people. Right. Especially when you're going through Ancestry or you're yes. going through Family Search and, you're, and you, you're finding those locations. You can weed out those locations right yeah. away. Yeah. And then get your research report written up so you've got your definitive answer and you know what is true and what is not true and you don't have to go back and right. I mean, I can't talk. I can't again. talk enough. If you look at my um, my blog post from a couple months ago um, on our research trip yes. when we came back, yeah. I did write a little bit lengthy about the research log because it's just it's such an important tool. It is. And, you know, we're so busy making notes on scraps of paper and getting photocopies and taking pictures of documents that you need to take the time to write down where you researched, the date you researched, the, mm-hmm. um, the citation, the book number, the page number, um, the, bibliog- the, um, the citation for the bibliography, of, if it's a book, or, right. you know, because you're going to be referring back to that yes. when you write up your research. And if yes. you don't write up your research, it doesn't have to be a professional-looking genealogical report. Right. It can just be an in-depth family group sheet with yes. lots of notes and lots of citations yes. in your um, family. But it's nice your, to have a summary in there of this is what I found. This is, this is the docu- these are the documents mm-hmm. to prove what I found. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. if you don't write it up, writing it up makes you analyze your evidence. Mm-hmm. It be- makes you become a better researcher. Yes. Because as you're writing it up and as you're looking at those documents, you're, you start thinking, oh, wait, well, I need to go look for, or I haven't looked for, yes. or yes, I am right. This does make sense. Mm-hmm. Again, you mm-hmm. bringing in those timelines. And if you write up the research, you're going to be... A much better genealogist. Yeah. So, and people who are non-genealogically oriented. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our families, you mean? (laughs) Those family members who really aren't all that interested in genealogy because they're crazy. um, (laughs) They might take the the time to read something if you've written it in in a way that's more interesting, that doesn't, you know, go on and on about this document and that document. They don't want to see the documents. They just kind of want to have the story. But yeah. you need to make sure that your story is, is accurate and you have the solid facts behind it. So, yeah, yeah they're not going to be interested in, in all the documents and all the research you did, but they might be interested in yeah. the story you write. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly. use those research logs, write up your information, your your research, and, you know, and that's until you finish, until you feel like you have done everything on that family, that research report or that, that genealogical 
write-up is going to be a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And you're constantly going to be adding new information to it as your research progresses. So, but... Um, so look back at that um, that blog, or look at all of our blogs. We've got good stuff on our blogs. Yeah, Penny does a good job with that. Oh. I, I add stuff from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> you're the social yeah. media guru. Yeah, you do. <laughs> 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 all, right. all right. So um, use your the fan club. Yep. As, and use the um, siblings and, and your collateral mm-hmm. relatives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're interested, um, I'm sure you can Google Elizabeth Sean Mills um, fan club. There's um, just yeah, tons, tons of, of posts stuff. out there, and yeah. I mean, I mean, she she says it better, you know, talks yeah. about it better than we do. So, um, but you know, it's it could break those brick walls that, that you have. So give it a try, and unless you're researching the Burke family, <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> if you're researching the Burke family, give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until, until next, next time. time. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.